Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. To the masters, break it down. Nation, what is up? What has happened? It is week 14. I don't know where the season has gone, but uh, only a few more weeks left of the regular season. And then we are on to one of my favorite time of the year, fantasy, the uh, the playoffs. So that, that should be fun towards uh, this year. We'll see. But uh, it's been a brutal year with all these injuries. Hard to get right. Last week was, was something. Uh, Chalk completely busted on the uh, Zach Moss uh, with his seven fantasy points, which super frustrating. Because generally speaking, I am all over like fading that guy who's going to be 50, 60% owned. And I went all in. So that was, you know, that's usually the way it goes, right? Yeah. I mean, he was like 80% anyway. So I, he was kind of irrelevant, whatever he did, whether he did good or bad. It didn't really matter. It, it was a low scoring slate, too. Yeah. It was a really weird, kind of gross slate. Uh, so anyway. That's why there's a week 14 is always uh, the best part about DFS. There's always the next week to figure out. So this week, I think it looks a little bit better. I think there's some games here, probably three or four games that really you want to target this week in terms of, uh, you know, where you want to at least stack uh, some of these offenses. I mean, we've got Buffalo, Kansas City. You have the, well, I, Detroit, Chicago looks interesting, uh, but the weather is, is kind of sketchy right now with that game. But Denver and the Chargers inside the dome, and then you have the San Francisco, Seattle game that looks like a, that that could be a good one as well. So th- those are kind of the the main spots I think people want to hit. Um, Would have liked if some of these other games didn't have the rain implications that they're going to have. I also I kind of like Minnesota uh, in the Las Vegas game. I don't know if you're if you have any interest in that game, but that game looked kind of interesting as well in terms of you know we don't have any weather concerns. We get Justin Jefferson back in that game uh, for the for Joshua Dobbs. Joshua Dobbs has been using his legs some, so that makes him a little bit more intriguing. But overall, uh, where are you looking to uh, come at in terms of quarterback this week? Yeah, it's a pretty short list for me. Uh, I mean, Buffalo, Kansas City stands out as the best game to stack this week. Uh, I think there's every every game has a total of 40 or lower, except for Buffalo, Kansas City, uh, Denver and the Chargers, and then San Fran and Seattle. So my quarterback's going to come from one of those three games. Um, I I get the the Dobbs intrigue, especially with with Jefferson coming back. I just don't know if if Vegas can push him on the other side to force that game to to go nuclear. But um, I mean, there's definitely there definitely is good talent on both sides of of the field there. 
on both for both offenses in that game. So if there was a game that's like got a lower total that you know could end up being a sneakier shootout, I would peg that as one of them. Um, and then also, uh, I think the the Tampa Bay Atlanta game is another one where we could see a little bit higher scoring than than what Vegas is projecting. So I definitely like pieces from those games. I just don't know that my quarterback's going to come from there. So obviously, like Mahomes and and Josh Allen up top, because. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to get you 30 plus points this week, except for one of those two guys. Uh, and if they do that, then you're going to have to have them. So it's, it's definitely a more valuable uh, week for paying up at quarterback. I think because it's, it's going to be lower scoring across the board. So it's going to be similar to that week. Uh, what was it? Two weeks ago when Philly played Buffalo and both Allen and Hertz scored 35 plus uh, and, and, you know, nobody was really able to to match those two guys. So, um, I think it's more of the same. Uh, Buffalo and Kansas City are both dealing with injuries on on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, like I feel like every single defensive play that Kansas City had against Green Bay, they they lost somebody to injury. <laughs> like the, the, every single like it was crazy how many guys were were dropping on the defensive side for Kansas City uh, in that Green Bay game. So that injury report is one to monitor because they could be without some key pieces there. So yeah, it goes back to I'm probably going to end up playing one of Allen or Mahomes uh, here. Uh, and, and typically, I don't like stacking the Kansas City games when they're playing at home because their defense plays much better. But again, going back to the injuries uh, on the defensive side of the ball for Kansas City uh, could lend its itself towards a, more of a shootout here than what we would typically see uh, playing in Arrowhead. Um, so outside of that, I like Purdy uh, at 6,500. I don't know why DK refuses to price him over 7K because he scores you know 23-plus DK points pretty much every week. Uh, and, and especially at home, uh, his point totals at home this year are, are 29, 24, 26, 21 and 23. And now he gets Seattle at home, which if you look at his game logs, he, he only put up again, uh, an 11 point game uh, against Seattle two weeks ago, but playing at Seattle is one of the tougher things to do, especially when it's a division game and, and McCaffrey ran pretty hot with touchdowns in that game as well. So I like, I like Purdy here. Uh, I think San Fran keeps rolling on offense. They're they're just chugging right along pretty much every week. So he's definitely in play, and, and that's one of the higher total games of the week. And then if I'm not paying up uh, for for one of those three guys, I think Russell Wilson, again, is is interesting. Um, he just doesn't really have a ceiling, but he's really consistent. He's, he's pretty much a lock to get you like 18 points, but he hasn't really flashed, you know, that that 30-point ceiling. Uh, he did it one week back in what was it like week two? Um, so I mean, I guess you could say he has a ceiling, but I mean, yeah, week two against Washington, he scored thirty-one. So I mean, I mean, the ability to do it is there. And if there was ever a matchup that was similar to the Washington matchup, it would be the Chargers. So um, the the Denver pass catchers are cheap outside of Cortland Sutton. Like Judy is forty-seven hundred. Um, so it's it gets pretty. It's pretty easy to stack up Denver, and then obviously you just run it back with Keenan Allen on the other side um, as well, or or Austin Eckler, who nobody's going to play, but it's about as good as good of a rushing matchup as you can ask for uh, against Denver. So it's uh, pretty much my c- condensed list. But again, if you if you pulled a quarterback from Tampa Bay Atlanta, like I don't I don't think Ritter is is a really bad play at all under five k. Um, and then you already mentioned Josh Dobbs. I, he's definitely, definitely on my radar, but I don't think he's going to end up 
uh, at the top of my list. Yeah, I, I think I agree with mo- most of what you said here. I mean, at quarterback, I think it, obviously the the top game, the Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. This game is typically shut out. Now, this, things are a little different. Just on the at least on the Kansas City side, the Chiefs' offense continues to sort of reel. Not really. I mean, it's been forever since Patrick Mahomes has really had a big game. I mean, you have to go at least what you would want, to, especially at, at this price tag. I mean, you have to go back to Week Three where he scored twenty five. Um, it just hasn't been great. I mean, it's been a lot of really bad. I mean, there's been some pretty bad ones in here too. Week eight against Denver, where he scored eight, 16.8, 17.8, 20.8, and then 14 last week against Green Bay. So he just kind of hasn't really got there. This offense has just kind of uh, been what it's been so far. Uh, this, But this game usually does shoot out. Buffalo is missing a ton of defensive pieces as well. We'll have to see on Isaiah Pacheco, who missed practice today. So that could kind of change things as well. Because, you know, you don't ever have to give Andy Reid any sort of reason to uh, you know, throw the ball more, uh, but I do think this is going to be the game that you're going to want to target. I, I think it makes the most sense. You know, obviously we have C.J. Stroud on this slate, but they're playing the Jets. I, I'm not in on that at all. Uh, you know, the the Ravens and Rams game, not in on that, especially with the weather. I mean, if you look at the weather report, that's one of the worst games. Uh, sounds like it's going to be a downpour for most of that game, and it's, you're looking at 15 to 20 mile an hour sustained winds or gusts up to 30. So it's just it's going to be just an absolute gross game. I don't mind if you want to target one of the running backs here, and we'll talk about that when we get over the running back position. But that and the the Jets and Houston game looks pretty similar. I don't. I'm not as concerned with Detroit and Chicago and the Indianapolis and Cincinnati game. Both of those games look like it's only going to be about 10 to 15 mile an hour wins. About it's going to be about it. So it's not really that big of a deal. And then Jacksonville, Cleveland is uh, looks a little uh, iffy as well. So uh, those are the games that I'm kind of not really all that excited about. So. I, I think for me, I, I like I said, I'm going to come in there. I really do like, though, um, Josh Dobbs. Uh, I do like that play. I know he hasn't been great. Uh, so I know that, you know, it's kind of a – it's not a sexy play by any means, but he's $5,900. This is a player that has rushed uh, – has, has shown a ceiling with his rushing ability. You know, the last, last time they played against Chicago, that wasn't a great matchup. Denver, who's, you know, been one of the better defenses, you know, for a while – so they've had some rough matchups here the last two weeks. But previous to that, I mean, this is a player that that had 40 or more rushing yards in five straight games. And really, I mean, really in seven of his last eight games, he's had 40 or more rushing yards. So that helps him in terms of his ceiling. Getting Justin Jefferson back is going to be huge uh, here. And then the Raiders defense, it's just not a defense that really worries you all that much. I uh, one that you could definitely move the ball on. Uh, they're, you know, they are going to be a team that is healthy coming off by so you're looking at Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, Jordan Addison. Uh, so they're going to have the full complement of weapons here. It's going to be the best offense that Josh Dobbs has ever played in. And so I just think that there's some some upside here with Josh Dobbs, especially with his rushing ability. And that's something that I'm always looking for in my quarterbacks. So Josh Dobbs uh, is somebody that I think is squarely in play if you're wanting to pay down a little bit at quarterback. I mean, he's he's had some ceiling games this year. He's got, he had 25 against the Saints. He had 27 against... Atlanta, another 25 against Arizona. So, I mean, and he had another 25 game uh, earlier in the year too. So uh, I, I just think that he is somebody that you could look at as, as a cheap pay down option if that's what you're looking to do. Uh, I, and I think he could be some nice leverage off of somebody like a Brock Purdy uh, there at $6,500 for wanting to pay down. Other than that, nobody really stands out. Like, I mean, Jake Browning, I mean, just coming off this monster game against the Jaguars scoring 30, but this is a different matchup. Now, Indy, you can definitely throw the ball on, but there's some weather concerns here. 
but he's $5,200. Like, I guess if you wanted to pay down, you could look at somebody like that as a pay down option all the way down here at 52. And then who knows? You got fucking Joe Flacco out here flinging, you know, slinging the rock out here. Shout out Debro if you're listening to this. Uh, you know, he uh, was talking about him in one of our chats we have. And we all, especially me, was like, you can get all the way to the F out of here with that stuff. No way I'm playing Joe Flacco. And what, he came out through three touchdowns, almost 250 passing yards at $4,700. He nailed it. I mean, he, it was. It ended up coming through. Yeah, I was definitely not on the Flacco train last week. And, I mean, Flacco had about as good as a game you can ask for and still only scored you 17 points. But he was he was cheap enough to where, you know, you could have you done well in last week's slate with him. Um, I just think – I think one of Allen and, or Mahomes is going to get Eclipse 30 this week. Um, and Allen Al, – Josh Allen has eclipsed 34 times already. He's scored over 39 twice this year. So I think he's definitely my preferred option of the two. Um, and he's looked pretty good with the, the you know, offensive coordinator changes over the last two weeks as well. Um, so if I and, – and it really is going to be Buffalo that drives that game, right? Like either Buffalo is going to score and push Kansas City in Arrowhead or, you know, if Buffalo struggles, then I think that game is going to end up going towards the under like most chiefs games have this year. Um, Cause they, there hasn't been a single chiefs game outside of the, the romping of Chicago where they won 41 to 10. That's the only chiefs game this year that scored over 50 points, um, which is not what we're used to seeing with the chiefs. But um, you know, if there's, if there's big plays on the Buffalo side and they can really push Kansas city to, to keep airing it out um, you know, we could see a, a ton of points scored there. Um, and like I said, there just isn't, there's only really a couple games that have the potential to go back and forth like that game does. Um, so yeah, it's, it's hard to not pay up for one of those two guys just because of the upside that they have. Like, and I know Mahomes has, has, you know, had some lower scoring game logs over the last four weeks, five weeks, really, you know, the 14, the 16, the eight, but I mean, he did score 38 against the chargers. He's got 26 against Chicago, 25 against Jacksonville. So like he he has had you know a couple big games this year, um, just not as many as Allen has. So I think I'm going to side with Allen if I'm picking between the two. But I absolutely think Mahomes is in play, um, and I'm probably just going to pay up for one of those two guys, honestly. Um, but I I do like the Dobbs call that game. When you think about that game, right? Like there's just a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. Like you got Devonte Adams and Josh Jacobs. Uh, and Jacoby Myers on one side, and then the other side has Jefferson back with Hawkinson and Addison, and um, you know, it, like you said, Dobbs can can get there with his legs as well. So if there was a, a lower scoring Vegas total uh, that you know I, I would peg for going over um, in a shootout, that'd probably be the game that I would pick. Yeah, uh, let's go ahead, and I don't think there's a whole lot left to talk about a quarterback just because not a whole lot really stands out to me all that much. Um, and let's go with well, – let's move over to running backs. And so at running back, you have Christian McCaffrey at top again, which is a big drop-off to the next player at Alvin Kamara, who's over $1,000 cheaper at $8,200. Then you have Austin Eckler, who's $7,600, and then Kyron Williams, who's 73 Travis Etienne is seven k In the six k range, you have Josh Jacobs, Rashad White, Isaiah Pacheco, Jameer Gibbs, and then Bijan Robinson, David Montgomery, uh, Questionable Khalil or Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall, Joe Mixon and James Cook wrap up the six K and above running backs. Um, where are you looking to come in this week at running back? 
Are you looking to pay up, I guess, or are you looking to pay down? No, there's. I think there's actually a handful of running backs that you can play below 6,500. Um, so there are a couple guys above that that I do have interest in. I'll just re- just list them off real quick. Obviously, you can play McCaffrey every week. Uh, Kamara's in a good spot against Carolina. Eckler's in a really good spot against Denver, and he hasn't done anything. He's been really inefficient this year, but um, it's a get-right spot at home against the worst run defense in the NFL. So those guys are definitely in play. But I, I have a ton of interest in these uh, 6,500 and below guys. So we just saw Chuba Hubbard absolutely nuke uh, last week against um, Tampa Bay to the tune of uh, 25 carries for 104 yards and two rushing touchdowns. And if you told me that uh, Chuba was going to do that I would ask against Tampa Bay, I would ask you how the heck is he uh, doing that? And that is because Tampa Bay is is also dealing with a ton of injuries on the defensive side of the ball, especially at the linebacker position, which is a key position for uh, defending the run. So um, now we get Bijan Robinson in this same spot that Chuba just crushed in. Uh, he's sixty five hundred. He's at home. Uh, I really like Bijan a lot. He's he's starting to take over the backfield from a carry standpoint. He's got eighteen, sixteen, and twenty two of the last three. He's still involved in the pass game. Has eleven targets in his last two games. Um, we know how explosive he is, one of the most explosive in the NFL. So I really like him at 6,500 at home against a banged-up Tampa Bay defense, uh, which doesn't really show itself as a good matchup on paper. But with all the injuries that Tampa Bay has, um, it's definitely a good spot. And then moving down the list, uh, Mixon at 6,100. We just saw uh, how good of a game he put up against Jacksonville, which is a terrible matchup for running backs. Uh, and and he was able to put up almost 30 DK points, and now he gets a phenomenal matchup against Indy. Uh, so I really like Mixon at 6,100. Uh, James Cook is another one. Cook is like 11th in the NFL in scrimmage yards uh, and just hasn't really found the end zone this year with only three touchdowns. He scored 16-plus DK points in his last three, uh, has pretty much double-digit points in almost every week this year. Uh, if he's able to find the end zone, which you can still pair him with Josh Allen as a stack because of his pass game usage, uh, he had seven targets last week uh, in in a shootout with Philly, or week twelve. Uh, they had a bye last week, but uh, if we're projecting a similar game as to what they had in week twelve with Philly, then you know the seven targets is is definitely reasonable to 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 occur again. So James Cook at six K makes a lot of sense. I like him as part of that game environment there against Kansas City. Um, Zach Moss is another one. He just burned everybody uh, that played him last week for free. Uh, as a free square, and I'm I'm not afraid to go right back to the to the well here uh, with Zach Moss at 5900. He's going to touch the ball, you know, 20 plus times. He had 19 carries and three targets last week, um, and we saw his his same usage earlier in the year when JT was out. You know, 18 carries, two targets, 23 carries, two targets. Uh, he had a 30 carry game in week two, or I'm sorry, week three. And so, you know, Zach Moss is, is his volume is locked in, and the Bengals defense is one of the worst in the NFL defending the run and the pass. So uh, I really like him as well. Um, and then you can even go right back to the well on Chuba Hubbard if he's going to get the same same volume that he got last week, and he's 5,600. Uh, and then I'm not even afraid to play Keaton Mitchell in what is supposed to be a gross weather game uh, in Baltimore. That, I think that game, the East Coast games are supposed to be the worst of it. Uh, this weekend so the Baltimore game and the Jets game are supposed to be two of the worst you know rain and wind uh, scenarios so that lends its hand to 
running the ball, which is what Baltimore wants to do anyways. Uh, and Keaton Mitchell honestly should take over the starting running back role uh, after coming out of the bye week, um, which he logged, I think, the first carries of the game two weeks ago. Um, he's obviously still splitting with Gus Edwards, but he's the explosive back. Uh, he looks really good. So Keaton Mitchell is 4,900 uh, and should get 15 plus touches in this game. So he's, he's interesting as well. So I'm probably not going to pay up for McCaffrey just because, uh, I just, you know, there's, I just re- listed off six or seven guys under 6,500 that, you know, have, have actual ceilings with solid floors. Um, and we've seen McCaffrey, uh, have a big, big ceiling where he scores 50 plus points, but that's really the only game outside of week 12 against the same Seattle team. Um, that's the, those are the only two games where he scored over 30, which when you're paying from 9,200 for a guy, you, he really needs to get you 30 plus. And I know raw points do matter on these lower scoring slates, but I think that some of these running backs can, can get us to 20 plus at a cheaper price tag and can kind of keep, keep pace with McCaffrey if he's not absolutely nuking. So, um, I kind of like the path of, of pay down in the, the, like the six K range. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, you hit on a lot of the the guys that I that I would have talked about. Um, so just, I guess, just to highlight a few a few things that that you mentioned. Uh, one, Joe Mix is my favorite running back play on the slate. Like, it, it, you can make an easy argument; he should be easily into the mid seven K range, if not higher. Uh, his usage is absolutely incredible this year. Uh, he has the highest opportunity rating uh, on this on the year. He's playing seventy one percent of the snaps, handling eighty percent of the rush attempts with a 15% target share. Uh, and he's over the last four games, he's been really, really good. Uh, he has really started to take off uh, as of recently. And this is the best match, one of the best matchups on the entire slate. Uh, the Colts have allowed the third most rushing yards per game. They had the fourth lowest stuff rate and the ex- 17th and explosive run rate allowed as well. And the Colts have allowed the fourth most DK points in position. So this is just a very good matchup. Joe Mixon, there's a, he can't get game scripted out because he's so involved in the passing game as well. We really saw that last week with Jake Browning really just being really comfortable just to dump it off to Joe Mixon a lot. And so it's, I mean, you're not, you're hard pressed to find a running back that's going to have his kind of workload at his price at $6,100. He is almost like, I'm not going to call him a free square, but he, but at the price, I mean, he should, like I said, he should be, he should be priced at least, at least another thousand, if not maybe even $2,000 more than what he is considering the usage that he sees and the matchup. So Joe Mixon is an absolute smash spot for me. And then really, I mean, on the other side of it, you could say the same thing about Zach Moss because the, uh, the Bengals have been terrible against the run. They have uh, allowed the eighth most rushing yards per game. They have the seventh worst stuff rate and the fourth highest yards after contact per attempt. And it, with Zach Moss, I mean, he saw an incredible 94% of the snaps last week and 91% of the rush attempts. And he also ran 68% of the routes. The only frustrating part was he only saw a 5% target share. Uh, but other than that, he was still out there running a lot of routes. He, he, I mean, he, he is – you're not going to find a running back with that kind of usage, 94% of the snaps and 91% of the rush attempts. But this is also a very good matchup. Two pay-down options you can definitely look at here within this game. I think another one would be Rashad White. Uh, who is also seeing a very strong, uh, you know, opportunity share in this offense. He's playing 80% of the snaps, almost 70% of the rush attempts with a 15% target share as well. Another bell cow option at his price, I think he's 6,800 at running back. Um, and then, you know, you already talked about Chuba Hubbard. I really like him as well. 
against the Saints. The Saints uh, have you – know, earlier in the year, they were a tough matchup, but that has changed. Over their last four games, they have the – the, they, they have allowed the most rushing yards per game. They have allowed the, the 11th lowest stuff rate, the seventh highest yards after contact per attempt. And on the season, they've allowed a total of six rushing touchdowns. Five of those have come in the last four games. So I, I do think Chuba Hubbard here against the Saints, I think, is a very is a very strong play. And last week, we saw him handle 74% of the rush attempts and 65% of the snaps. He's only $5,600. He also played 100% of the two-minute snaps and 65% of the long down and distance snaps as well. So he has really taken over as the RB1 within this offense. So at his price, I think he is very safe play. Keaton Mitchell, uh, you, you kind of mentioned as well, at $4,900. He is he is uh, quietly overtaken Gus Edwards. I mean, Gus Edwards, has, we have seen his, his snap share drop from 54% down to 26% over the last three weeks, where we have also seen uh, um, Keaton Mitchell's rise uh, over that span as well. Last week, he played almost 60% of the snaps. And so I, I do think there is, there's a lot to like here with Keaton Mitchell at $4,900. The game environment's going to be gross, but I think it's also just going to lend itself some more opportunities. And uh, so I do think Keaton Mitchell is super explosive. He's kind of a Devon Achan light. Uh, in terms of just opportunity and kind of who he is and, and what he brings to the table. So I do like that. I think another one would be James Cook. If you want to get a little bit different within a stack, maybe go Josh Allen and James Cook within a stack. I think you can do that because the Chiefs have really started, uh, started to struggle against the runs. They've allowed the eighth highest yards per carry average over the last four games. They've also allowed the 12th highest explosive run rate and the lowest stuff rate uh, with the fourth highest yards after contact per attempt. So this is a very good match. The only thing that's frustrating with James Cook, he only plays about 45% of the snaps and handles about 46% of the rush attempt, but he still sees a 14% target share. And he's averaged over 16 uh, DK points over his last four games. Uh, so that isn't terrible either at his price. So I think James Cook is another option. The one guy that I really wanted to talk about is – Austin Eckler at $7,600 because on one hand, this is an incredible matchup for Austin Eckler. Uh, over the last four games, the Broncos have allowed the 10th most rushing yards. They've also ranked 10th in explosive run rate, 9th in yards after contact per attempt. And on the season, the Broncos allow the second most DK points in the position. But <laughs> he's been bad. <laughs> he has been dog shit. And now we have Brandon Staley coming out and talking about that they're going to have a little more of a, a competition for uh, for uh, running back touches, which it can't really get much worse because uh, this is a player. He's only playing 50% of the snaps and 48% of the rush attempts. Uh, you know, so we're not talking about a guy who's like seeing this monster workload in Austin Eckler. And the, the other problem, the biggest problem I see with him is he's only seeing a 10% target share this year. It's a massive drop from what he was seeing last year with a 20% target share. Especially with all the injuries they have. Yes, and so we, you would figure he would be more involved. And I don't understand why DraftKings doesn't drop him down in price because he is not a $7,600 running back right now. I know he had the little stretch there, the three-game stretch from weeks 8 through 10, where he had 20-plus DK points. But for the most part this year, he has been pretty bad. He has week 6 where he scored 10, week 7 against Kansas City scored 5, and then he scored 8, 10, and 4 over, the last, over his last three games. And one of those was against Green Bay, which is a good matchup. But he's not he's not really seeing that many targets. He's uh, less than six targets in two of the uh, last three games. And so, to, to me, it, it's just not it, – it, he's just – as much as I would like to play him, like, I feel like he could burn you because this is a good matchup against the, the Broncos. 
on the ground, but I just can't get there at seventy six hundred dollars. I just think there's too many good running backs that are cheaper, that are in similar, better workloads and matchups. I agree. Mine. I think if they would have dropped him down and they they made him like a if he was like sixty eight hundred, I'd consider it. Yeah, or like mid six k, like in yeah. that mid six k range. Like, yeah, I think you would start talking about it, but. They just haven't. They've kept him high. They've kept his uh, his his price high. Now he's not as much as he was. I mean, he has been an eight K running back all year. Like this is the first time they have finally dropped him down to seven, to into the seven K range. But I just I just can't get there with the other running backs that are sitting out there that I just think project better. Yeah, there's there's a there's a handful of guys I like sixty five hundred and below, like Bijan Bijan and down. Like that's that's where I'm going to live this week. I agree. All right. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's go ahead and move over to the wide receiver position. And so on this, Ugh. we have... Ugh. we we That's have not much. <laughs> well, so you, we don't have any 9K wide receivers because uh, Tyree Kill plays on Monday night, so we don't have to worry about that. Stephon Diggs is the highest priced wide receiver at eighty eight hundred dollars. Keenan Allen's eighty six. Justin Jefferson slots in at eighty five hundred with his first game back. Then you have Amon Ra at eighty two hundred, and then uh, you know wide receivers in the seven K range are Mike Evans, Jamar Chase, Nico Collins, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Michael Pittman, uh, Puka Nakua, Chris Olave, and then in the six K range. I don't really understand why Brandon Ayuk's price dropped because he was up in the seven K range last week, but. $6,900, Devo Samuel, $6,800, and then DK Metcalf, PJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, Adam Thielen, Cortland Sutton, and Chris Godwin make up the 6K range. Don't really know what Chris Godwin's doing up here at 6K because he has been pretty fucking terrible all year. But uh, the one thing that I want to point out is Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman is egregiously priced every single week, and I don't get it. He should be, he is, he is, he should be in the 8K range of wide receivers. He is putting up similar numbers to guys like Amon Ross St. Brown. He is, he is super consistent every single week. He has seen 10 or more targets in four of his last five games or uh, five of his last seven games. And he is just getting fed the football. He has a couple, he, he has some 300 yard games uh, in there. Uh, touchdown isn't as plentiful, but overall, like he is a volume monster and it's $7,300 
in a pretty good matchup against Cincinnati, I kind of like. Yeah, I, I like the Pittman call a lot. I mean, he's pretty much a lock to score 20 points if he finds the end zone. Because uh, his his pre-touchdown scoring has been put him around like in the in the 16 to 22 range pretty much consistently for the for the second half of the year. Um, so yeah, I I like Pittman a lot. I, I know we mentioned we like Moss and Mixon in that game. Um, I mean, the Colts are that game's really interesting. I know the weather's supposed to be kind of gross, um, but if the weather like projects better, I I don't even hate like playing Moss, Pittman, and and Mixon all together, or or even Jamar Chase too for that matter. But um, you know the Colts have scored 31-27, then they had a dud against against New England, and then they scored 27-27-38 uh, ever since that Cleveland game uh, in Week Seven. So they're scoring 27 points consistently on a weekly basis, and now they face Cincinnati, who's one of the worst defenses in the NFL in, in all facets. Uh, so yeah, I, I really like the Pittman call. Uh, I mean, it's really hard to pass up on a guy that's seen 16, 13, and 12 targets in the last three weeks. Um, and is only $7,300. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it's a misprice. I think he's an 8K wide receiver now. Um, but it, as far as wide receiver as a whole, I think it's just a gross week for it. Um, you know, th- I th- there's definitely a lot more r- running backs to like than receivers, and it, it kind of showed when we talked about QB. Like, there's not a ton of uh, QBs that we liked. So, um, receiver for me, I'll kind of start at the bottom. And... I like I think the the like the 45 to 5k tier is really interesting this week. Um you know if the weather holds up in Cleveland and Amari Cooper were to miss, I think Elijah Moore would be one of the better values on the slate cuz he was actually used in a in a deep ball capacity with Joe Flacco, which is something he's never really been utilized as. Um and and you know actually put up a, a solid game had had only four catches on 12 targets but it had 83 yards because of that deep ball usage um, and is only priced 4,500. And we know you can attack Jacksonville through the air. So he's interesting. Uh, Drake London is another one at 4,600. If London falls in the end zone, he's another guy that's going to get you 20 points. I mean, pre pre touchdown scoring, he's got, you know, point totals of 14 against new Orleans without a touchdown uh, 11 against Tennessee without a touchdown. Uh, 11 against Tampa Bay without a touchdown, 24 against Washington without a touchdown, 15 against Houston without a touchdown. And this is a guy that, you know, can find the end zone, especially against this Tampa Bay defense that's, you know, really banged up with injuries. Uh, They're playing at home in the the dome there in Atlanta. Uh, So I really like Drake London this week. Uh, Tampa Bay is one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL, and now they're they're dealing with a ton of injuries as well, especially at cornerback. So – uh, Drake London is probably one of my favorite values on the whole slate. Uh, I just think it's it's a really really good spot for the Atlanta offense to both you know get Bijan and, and Drake London going this week. So I like both of those guys. Uh, Jerry Judy's another one. If you if you watch last week's film, there's like a handful of times where Jerry Judy was like not even within thirty yards of somebody, and Russell Wilson just did not see him. Like Judy could have had a monster game last week. Um, and I know he hasn't had a big game yet this year, but he still has, you know, a, a handful of double digit DK point outings. And it's not crazy to think that, that we haven't seen his ceiling, um, because he is using a deep ball capacity and along Cortland. And so is Cortland Sutton, but Sutton's actually priced up to 6,100 to the point where I don't necessarily know that I want to play him. 
Um, and I kind of want to just take the savings with Judy against the Chargers. Um, I mean, Judy's still involved on a weekly basis. He's going to see probably, I'd say, five to seven targets, which isn't, you know, a crazy amount, but he's only 4,700. And, you know, the the matchup is is too good here for for this price tag. And, you know, with how he's looked on film the last couple of weeks, especially last week, uh, I do think there are some big plays for Russ to hit Judy with. Uh, so I, I think the 4,700 price tag is really interesting uh, for him as well. So those three guys are are three guys I, I like a lot uh, below 5K. And then right above 5K, 5,400, uh, which I'll kind of steal your thunder here on the Chiefs. But uh, Rishi Rice is, is by far the best receiving option that Kansas City has. Uh, and if, if they want to stay in this um, stay in this game with Buffalo, they're going to have to continue to invo- involve him in the offense. He's got 19 targets over his last two games. Uh, his snaps are still hovering in the 60 to 65% range. Um, but when, when he's seeing targets, when he's on the field that, you know, it kind of, you know, makes me feel better about playing a guy that's, you know, not seeing North of 70% of snaps at the wide receiver position. So, um, we know the talents there, uh, the matchup should be there and, uh, the volume should be there as well this week in, in what should be a back and forth matchup. So I really like Rice as, as the Kansas City piece uh, this week, as opposed to playing paying up for Travis Kelsey. Um, and then from there, there's not a ton of guys to like in the 6K range. Like I'm I'm thinking Gabe Davis after his last outing is going to be popular at uh, 5,800 against Kansas City. And when D- Gabe Davis is popular, it's not somewhere I want to go. Um, T Higgins is interesting, but Jake Browning really locked on Jamar Chase last week and, and didn't really look T Higgins way as much. Uh, and there's just not going to be as many passing touchdowns with Browning in that offense. I th- I do think Browning is good enough to, to get the Bengals in scoring position enough uh, to where the guys on that offense still have value, but it's definitely not going to be what we saw when, when Joe Burrow was running the show. So um, I'm probably out on T Higgins and, you know, you mentioned the, the Chicago Detroit weather. I would love to play DJ Moore. Uh, again, at home against Detroit, but uh, with that weather projecting to be really gross, I mean, I mean that that total opened at like forty-five and it's down to forty, so uh, that tells you <laughs> pretty much all you need to know. Because um, I, when when I first looked at the slate, you know, I, I had a ton of interest in Justin Fields and DJ Moore and Amon Ra, even on the other side, but um, I'm starting to grab uh, to gravitate towards other other receivers this week. Um, so going up the list. Again, I mentioned Jamar Chase is definitely in play. 7,600 feels way too cheap for him, uh, especially if he's going to see another 12 targets. He just smashed uh, with Browning, scored 35 DK points last week. Like that, if that if that weather holds up for Indy, Cincy, like that, there's just th- those two offenses are so consolidated, and those defenses are not good. Uh, so that that becomes another game that that I would really have interest in getting expo- heavy exposure to. Um, but outside of that, I mean. You definitely can play Keenan Allen. He would be my run back if I was playing Russ, but I'm not sure I'm going to play him otherwise. Um, and then definitely would play Jefferson if you're playing Dobbs. Um, but it's hard for me to not play Stephon Diggs against a man coverage heavy Kansas City Chiefs defense. Uh, and we saw Diggs had his best game of the year last year uh, in Kansas City uh, as well. He had uh, 10 catches on 13 targets for 148 yards and a touchdown uh, last year in the game at Kansas City. So uh, I it's hard for me to not play Stephon Diggs this week. And I know he's 8,800, but we just mentioned, you know, there's not a ton of receivers 
to to like in in the mid range, and it's more of like a four to five k range receivers, and then and then seven k and up. Um, so it, it gets kind of stars and scrubsy from a, from the receiver position, which I'm totally fine with. So um, with all that said, I'm cool with the raw points at the receiver position this week um, and paying up for Stefan Diggs. Whereas at the running back position, I don't want to just take the raw points with McCaffrey because I think there's cheaper options that are better. So that's kind of where I stand at receiver. I know, you know, it's not a lot of guys I like, but um, pretty in-depth on on the reasoning as to why there. So for me, when I when I look at the wide receivers this week, I, I definitely I'm going to have some interest. I mean, obviously, in stacks with you, you have to stack, uh, you know, Josh Allen with Stephon Diggs, or at least have some exposure to that. You know, I don't think you have to at every single one. Like there, there is, I think, a path for somebody like Khalil Shakur, who I think uh, lines up and sets up to be a, a pretty solid play, especially with uh, how the Chiefs play uh, in terms of too high, which is the the preferred Chiefs uh, defensive setup. Uh, Khalil Shakur has the highest yards per out run against that uh, against that coverage this year, and so I do think Khalil Shakur at thirty nine hundred dollars just is is too good of a spot to pass up there. You know, so if you're wanting to get a little bit different, I know Gabe Davis is going to carry some ownership. But he's super boomer bust, and it always feels like anytime everybody's excited to play Gabe Davis is when he shits the bed, when nobody wants to play Gabe Davis whenever he goes out and has a good game. But I think that is some ways you can get different within this stack because I think I definitely think that the Bills Chiefs game is obviously going to carry probably some of the most ownership, uh, and so maybe just getting a little bit different, creating a little bit different of a stack, uh, I think is uh, one way to get a little bit different. Um. You mentioned Jamar Chase. I think it's hard not to like Jamar Chase. I know the game environment doesn't look great, but it, it doesn't look terrible. And I would say the same thing for the Bears game. Like those games don't look awful. The Bears game is ten to fifteen mile an hour winds, and it's going to be forty mile an hour and, and forty degrees. Like that's it. Like that's not bad at all. Like that's not like something like oh man, we have to stay away from that. Uh, if it changes, then obviously you know we'll we'll change our approach. But right now, uh, and it looks like there's no rain in the, in the scenario there, so. Uh, that game is not one I think you have to worry about. And then the indie game is kind of the same thing, um, where it's 10 to 15 mile an hour wins. Uh, the range is supposed to clear pregame. But Jamar Chase at $7,600. Uh, and Jake Browning continued to look pretty well. Saw 12 targets last week. I know one of those, he ripped off a 76-yard touchdown that that provided half of his receiving total on the game. But still, if he's going to continue to see that kind of you know usage and targets, then it's it's hard to deny a $7,600 Jamar Chase. DJ Moore, I completely agree with. He has crushed with Justin Fields this year. Uh, he's, I think he's averaging over 20, 25 uh, DK points with Justin Fields in the lineup. And so DJ Moore at $6,500, he's another wide receiver you can make a strong case for as an option uh, to pay down for a little bit here that he should be higher than, than what his price lists him at. So I do think there is an edge there with playing, uh, with, with playing DJ Moore. I uh, completely agree with you on Rishi Rice. Uh, this is a very, very good spot for him. Uh, this is the best. Uh, he plays 48% of the snaps from the slot. You have slot corner Teron Johnson who plays there, who allows a 77% catch rate to opposing slot receivers, uh, which is 25th among 34 uh, slot defensive backs uh, with at least 75 uh, with, with at least 75 snaps. So this is a very good uh, matchup here for him. And uh, I, I just I completely agree with you. He's been incredible this year. He's averaging 2.7 yards per out run with uh, over eight yards after contact or after the catch per reception. Both ranked uh, top six among uh, 65 wide receivers. And so uh, 
he has been very good. He he is too cheap uh, for the opportunity he's seeing. You're seeing guys like you're seeing Travis Kelsey sort of be mentalized a little bit because teams are trying to do whatever they can to take him away. But Rishi Rice at fifty four hundred dollars against Buffalo and what should be a very good matchup for Rishi Rice. I am about that life, so I definitely agree with you on that. I, I also agree with you on the Elijah Moore call. There's another one that I want to bring up, and that's Jackson Smith and Jigba at forty one hundred dollars. He is in a great spot this week. Uh, you know, he saw eleven targets the last time he they played. Uh, his last game against Dallas. And I don't think he's going away. Like, I think he's starting to kind of take over for uh, for Tyler Lockett. And he's in a pretty good spot. Really, where, where you want to attack San Francisco is also within the slot. And so I do think this is also a very good matchup for uh, for Jackson Smith and Jigba. So I'm targeting, uh, I'm targeting JSN this week at $4,100. It'll be kind of interesting where his, his ownership comes in at. But at forty one hundred dollars, this is the I think he's in the best spot of all the, the Seattle wide receivers, and he's just too cheap at forty one hundred dollars, and and what should be a matchup where they're going to throw the ball a lot on the road against the Forty uh, ers So I do like taking some shots there on him as well. And then other than that, like I don't really have a whole lot else to. I mean, you, you went through and talked about a ton of different wide receivers, so there's no real reason for me to piggyback off most of what you said. Uh, in terms of the payups, I have no problem paying up for Justin Jefferson. I know people are going to be shying away from him because it's first game back. They're going to be afraid of playing him. I'm not. Uh, he's the best wide receiver in the league, I, and or at least one of the top two or three wide receivers in the league. He is 100% healthy. We know that with certainty. That's why he has not played, because they were going to be with kitty gloves and take and, and really treat him uh, that way. He was not going to come back, so he was 100% healthy. Uh, they had the bye week for an extra week in there. He's getting full pre- participant practice in every single game. And he is one of the wide receivers on this slate that could go nuclear. Like he can he can put up that that type of uh, Tyree Kill type performance. I mean, if you look before he got hurt, he put up 27, 28, 30, and 26 in the, in, in the four games that he played. Now, that was with Kirk Cousins. I will say that. But we have seen uh, Josh Dobbs be able to support wide receivers this year. So... I really like Justin Jefferson. I think he's a strong play, especially if people are going to be pay, aren't, aren't going to be paying him and ignoring him because of uh, you know because of coming back from that injury. I think a lot of people think that they're going to ease him back in. I don't see that as being the case. He, they, they, like I said, they weren't going to bring him back to he's 100 healthy, and that's where he's at. So I know he's 8,500 dollars, but he this is a player that was that was previously you know up in the 9K range prior to him getting hurt. Uh, so this is actually the cheapest he's been all year because coming into the season he was 88. And then he stayed in the nine. Uh, he started at nine two, finished at ninety four hundred dollars, and got to ninety six hundred dollars before he got hurt. So this is a little bit of a discount as well on Justin Jefferson. So like the matchup, eighty five hundred dollars, especially in a stack with Josh Dobbs, eighty five hundred dollars. Justin Jefferson is also a player that I really like here within the spot too. So uh, that being said, I don't really have a whole lot else to talk about with the wide receivers. I, I don't think there's any real pay down options that I'm like overly excited. To, to play here, like in the three mm-hmm. K range, there's nobody that really stands out to me. I would have had some interest in someone like a Rashad Bateman if the if the weather wasn't going to be so gross. But uh, Bateman is thirty two hundred dollars, so I don't really have much interest there with, with the way this weather is looking. Um, the only other one that I will say, but I don't have a high degree of belief that he's going to play. But if somehow Josh Palmer was to get cleared. For this game, because they activated or they they opened up his practice window, he's only three k. He's if he were to play, he's obviously in a much better spot than that. It's a player that almost had a twenty percent target share before him going down. I just don't see them bringing him back this week. But if they were, 
he's only 3K. So he is certainly somebody to mention. So, anyways. No, that's definitely something to monitor because I didn't even, I didn't even, I missed that completely that he was 3K. Yeah. But I don't know if they'll, I don't, it, I don't know if they'll bring him back or not this, this quickly. I could see him because they, I mean, they have 21 days, but they're not going anywhere. But, anyways, but these, but the, I will say though, this, this whole entire coaching staff is trying to protect their job. So who knows? Maybe they get a little aggressive. I mean, I didn't see Trevor Lawrence playing this week, and he's out here practicing in a limited True. capacity. Um, didn't see Derek Carr playing this week, and he's kind of doing some of this a little bit similar too. So, uh, which is silly because Derek Carr suffered two concussions in the last month. There's no reason they should be rushing <laughs> back. But let's, yeah, you know, who cares with that, right? Whatever you can do to, to to win some football games. But anyways, let's move over to tight end. It's Travis Kelsey at seventy eight hundred dollars, and then a massive drop off down to Sam Laporta at sixty one hundred. TJ Hawkinson is 6K, George Kittle is 59, and you have Kincaid, Taysom Hill, and Dalton Schultz in the 5K. 4K range is Evan Ingram, uh, Cole Komet, and Joku, and then you have guys like uh, Kyle Pitts, Higby, Isaiah Likely, guys like that down here. Um, what are you looking to do at tight end this week? Uh, I like Komet at 4,300. He's priced down there because he's just inconsistent, but he has actually one of the highest ceilings at the tight end position. Um, you know, he, he's flashed multiple games over 20 points, uh, even going back to last year as well. And I usually like to pair him with fields and, and you definitely can do that. Um, even if the weather's bad because fields gets a lot of his ceiling games on the ground. Um, and, and usually when fields throws, you know, two or three touchdowns, they go to commit. So, uh, I, I like commit at 4,300 this week. Um, and then if, if wanting to go cheaper than that, I think uh, if if Schultz were to miss again, Brevin Jordan's actually like very athletic tight end. And the way you attack the the Jets defense is with running backs and tight ends uh, in the middle of the field. So I, I think Brevin Jordan's definitely in play uh, this week after he was mega chalk at men price last week. He's only $600 more this week than he was last week. And he's probably going to carry less ownership. I, w- I would assume nobody's going to play him even if Schultz is out. So I, I, I like Brevin Jordan again. Um, here. And then on the other side of that game, Conklin is interesting too. If he plays, if he's, if he doesn't, uh, Jeremy Ruckert, uh, is a younger tight end for the jets that, uh, has seen, um, 11 targets in his last three games. So it's just a gross week for tight end. Really? I mean, I guess you could pay up for Hawkinson at six K, but with Jefferson back, I just don't know what that offense is going to look like. Um, and, and I'm not paying 7,800 for Travis Kelsey either. I, I think the days of, of Kelsey scoring, you know, 35 plus are, are behind us. I guess you could make an argument for Kittle too, but I don't know. Kittle's, Kittle's, Kittle's kind of like Komet. So I'd rather just save the 1600 and play Komet who has the same outlook, right? The guy that's going to get you five points or, or 25 points. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I tend to agree. I mean, I mean, I think there's a there's a case we made for uh, any of these guys in the 6K range. I mean, Laporta, Hawkinson, Kittle. I think there's all pretty strong arguments to be made. Kincaid, especially as part of a stack with uh, with Josh Allen in that game as well. I think this is – I don't mind this game, but I agree. It's, it's really hard to get up to Travis Kelsey. And he hasn't been seeing like, like five, seven, nine, four, nine targets. Yeah. You're right. Like, I mean, he only has two games here with double-digit targets. That was week seven and week five. But we're, you're just starting to see a lot of teams kind of bracket him, do whatever they can to take him away because 
the rest of the Chiefs wide receivers outside of Rishi Rice have proven that they cannot do anything and get any sort of separation as, at all. So teams are just comfortable with doing whatever they can to get Travis Kelsey out of the game and and not allow him to crush. Uh, but so I, I agree. I mean, we just haven't really seen much of it in terms of a ceiling game or, or a got to have it game from Travis Kelsey. And when you're $7,800, like you, you got to be. Uh, like he's got to be able to get, I think, at least 25, if not 30 DK points because of how much he, how much he costs compared to the rest of the position. I mean, in terms of just overall, you look at the wide receivers. I mean, he is the fifth highest priced, you know, pass catcher on the entire slate. And so like for him to get there, I mean, even you can include him in the running backs as well, because there's only two other running backs that are. So he's really seventh overall uh, in terms of, you know, non quarterbacks on the entire slate. Like he has to get there for him to kill you. And so, like, yeah, I mean, I think that, like, he's certainly not somebody that I feel like that is a must that you have to, uh, you know, that you have to play him because he just hasn't really shown that uh, that ability uh, in, a, in a while for them. Now, if this is a game that Kansas City finally goes nuclear, this is the argument I would make. I don't see how this offense goes nuclear without Travis Kelsey either, um, really getting there at, at least. So. I, I think that is one way you could look at it. If you are stacking up the Chiefs, you know, how do, how do they get there? How, how does that happen? Because, like, even, you know, I kind of mentioned that Isaiah Pacheco, you know, he didn't practice today. Uh, he didn't practice on Wednesday, so he's missed each of the last two games of practice uh, because of a shoulder injury. I s- suspect he's going to play. I think it's more of a maintenance thing than anything. But, I mean, if, you know, something we didn't talk about because if Isaiah Pacheco were to miss – and then you have Jarek McKinnon, who I don't know if Jarek McKinnon uh, – so Jarek McKinnon was a full participant today. So that could be an option, too, in terms of a stack of Jarek McKinnon. I mean, this is a team that's really struggled, like I said, to move the ball. And Jarek McKinnon has missed each of the last two games. And so McKinnon's only $4,800. So that if is – If Pacheco's a, out, my favorite stack of the week would be Mahomes, Rice, and, and McKinnon. Yeah. And, I mean, you could probably do that uh, with – even if Pacheco were to play, because the reason Pacheco's uh, numbers have been elevated the last two games has been because of McKinnon being out because CEH sucks. So, um, but yeah, if Pacheco were to miss, then yes, uh, he becomes squarely a play. But we didn't really talk about that. But other than, I mean, at tight end, like I said, I to me, it's probably going to be a stacking thing of who I'm stacking with. I don't think there's a lot of tight ends that just stand out to me and be like, okay, this guy is an incredible spot. I, if you want to pay down, like I don't mind Michael Mayer. Uh, Tanner Hudson as well. I mean, he's he's kind of seeing some targets here. Uh, you know, four, five, four, seven, five targets over his last five games. Uh, you could look there, but there's nobody that just really stands out to me in the lower lower half. I just don't love, you know, when he comes to like Brevin Jordan. I, I just he's more expensive. He was cheaper, but I just don't love this game environment at all. Uh, this looks to be like one of the most one of the more gross games on the entire slate. If Taysom Hill. Word to miss, I think that does help somebody like Juwan Johnson a little bit more considering the injuries they've had. Now, he was a limited participant, but Taysom Hill has missed uh, also Wednesday and Thursday of practice. So if Taysom Hill were to miss, that kind of elevates everybody else because Taysom Hill takes away so much from everybody. Um, so it, it, it's tough when it, when it comes to that, right? And so I think that uh, if he were to miss Juwan Johnson, you know, that's a game that you talked about that you kind of like, but Juwan Johnson's still pretty cheap at $3,300. So if he were to miss, and then Kyle Pitts, I don't mind him either at $3,700. He's always a tricky uh, tricky player to get right because you have Arthur Smith and you have Jonu Smith, and uh, this is the way that they utilize players here. But he's still cheap enough that I think he could get there at $3,700. So that would be the other guys that I would talk about. But 
Um, other than that, I don't really have a whole lot else uh, to talk about when it comes to the tight end. Let's move over to defenses this week. Uh, the pay down defenses, I mean, I think there's a few options here that you could look at. Um, but, like, I, I I don't mind the Falcons at $2,900. I think you could look there. The Panthers at three k. The Panthers' defense has started to play a little bit better. And I also really don't mind the Bears at $2,400. Uh, the Bears' defense has been really, really good. Uh, over the last like three or four weeks, and it's had, and it's starting to get to the point where it's not even just their run defense. The run defense has been elite. The run defense has been strong all year. It's taken a long time to people get caught up, but the Bears' pass defense has started to come on as well and started to play a lot better. They're starting to get pressure on on the quarterback as well, and so the Bears' defense could be one that you look to play, especially if the weather is going to be kind of gross. But the Bears are only twenty four hundred dollars. Yeah, I like the Bears a ton as well. It's it's uh, them, the Jets at 2,900 at home against Stroud without Tank Dell, uh, which Stroud has Stroud has has been really good. Yes, but he's also made you know some turnover worthy throws uh, as well. So um, that's a really tough passing matchup in New York. We've seen New the Jets play really good defense at home uh, this year, and and what is projecting as one of the nastiest weather games on the slate as well. Um, so I really like the Jets at 2,900 and then right above them, Cleveland at home against what could be uh, CJ Beathard at 3K. So the Cleveland defense at home, they're in play anytime they're at home. So, All right, let's go ahead and let's get to the, the lineup this week. Let's we're gonna go ahead and build a lineup here. Some of the guys we talked about. So uh, let's, let's just get right into it. Uh, where, are we, where are we starting at? Let's start at running back and let's go. Uh, let's go, Zach Moss, back to the well. Well, I guess we're just stacking both because I'm not going to shy away from. It. I said my favorite running back play on the slate was Joe Mixon, so I'm going to go Joe Mixon. Yeah, I I think that they're both really good plays. Let's go, Josh Allen. Assuming Pacheco's in, I'm going to go with Shakir. Let's also play. Um, I guess let's try to fit Diggs too. I'm gonna play Rishi Rice as the as the run back. Okay, go ahead and put in um, Bears D. So leaves okay. forty six hundred for tight end and flex. Forty six hundred per ninety two hundred overall. So I was I was gonna play Jackson Smith and Jigba at flex, but that leaves five k or fifty one hundred dollars. But that doesn't really. It doesn't really leave anybody that I'm like, oh, okay, we could, you know, definitely want to play that guy. At least in terms of the the more pay pay up options. So let me see about tight end if we paid down at tight. Komet leaves you forty nine hundred. Is there anybody in the sixty three hundred and below that you'd have interest in? Um, I mean Sutton Sutton is fine. Sutton wouldn't ever be my first click on this slate, but I'm I'm okay with playing him. But no, it, after Sutton, it's it. There's not a ton to like in that upper five six k range. Yeah, I was I, I was gonna say you could do like Gerald Everett at thirty four if he didn't want to play Michael Mayer because that's who I had plugged in there. What if we do? Um, yeah, see, dude, this slate is so weird from like like the mid range pricing standpoint. Yeah, because like for me, like so, like when I was looking at like okay, if like you plug in Mayor, that leaves sixty three hundred dollars. Like, there's nobody just right within that range that I'm just like, unless I unless we made a change somewhere else to like free up a little bit more. 
because there's nobody within that range that I'm just like, okay, I definitely have to get this guy. And like Corlin Sutton, I think is fine at his price at $6,100, but he hasn't really shown much of a ceiling either. And then the other options, you know, you have guys like TJ Hawkinson, which I guess you could do double tight end to run Hawkinson and Michael Mayer. I guess. I mean, you could two. play, um, you could play James Cook, but I don't want Shakir Diggs and Cook on the same team, which right. is the only reason I didn't mention him. But then you have like you have like Chuba Hubbard is fifty six hundred dollars. I would leave some money on the table. Um, then you have a little bit further down. I mean, like I said, like I really like JSN. Like I said, but that's I mean, you're you're talking about leaving. $2,200 sitting there, which I guess from there you could put, you, you could go up to tight end. I mean, if you want to go like Cole Komet there or something like that, you could, um, and it wouldn't leave that much available. It would leave 800 bucks. Well, then you just, uh, up the bears to the Browns is what I would do. So go, go Komet, go JSN, and then up the bears to the Browns. I don't mind that. So it's Josh Allen, Zach Moss, Joe Mixon, Khalil Shakir, uh, Rishi Rice, Stephon Diggs, Kokomet, JSN, and the Browns D leaving $200 sitting on the table. So yeah. I think there's a, a couple different pivots you could do. Like if, if really you could just pivot off of uh, Stephon Diggs and plug in like a Gabe Davis or a Cole, or a um, Dalton Kincaid. And I think that would free up quite a bit of money where you could kind of make one other, you know, do a couple of different things from there instead of doing that. Like, I think that's a viable approach. Uh, there with 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 that as well, but uh, but I don't mind this team overall. I think it's pretty solid. Yeah, I mean th- that team's banking on Bills, Kansas City to to nuke. So and then I love Joe Mixon this week, and I I really like Zach Moss as well. I think both of those guys are really yeah. Really good I, I like that game in general. Yes, and it could be one that you know, like I said, if the weather's not as bad, where yep. I mean, Jake Browning, uh, Jake Browning, you know, really, and this is a team that we know. It's the thing about that, that about these two teams, though, as we know, is that one, the Colts are very fast paced. Uh, their neutral pace is top ten in the league, and then you have the Bengals who really want to throw the ball, which we saw last week. They had no, they had no problems. I mean, most teams when you see a back quarterback come in, they are doing everything in their power to try to hide him and not have him throw the ball that much. They did not do that with Jake Browning, and they really did do it. They have really haven't done it since he's taken over as the starting quarterback. So. Like if that game were to clear, then that game could be one of those games that's, uh, that's kind of a sneaky shootout that that you could look at uh, to really get get action on uh, that nobody's going to play. Yeah, and I mean the offenses are so consolidated. It's the two running backs, and then it's Jamar Chase, and it's Michael Pittman. So you know if the game goes nuclear, and and I mean Chase and Pittman are not priced as high as they should be. Like Chase at seventy six hundred, like that feels too cheap. And then you already mentioned we already talked about Pittman being too cheap as well for what his role is. Yeah, I mean, I like that as a little possible mini. I mean, just yeah. going, uh, you know, Chase and and Mixon if you wanted. Zach um, Moss is going to be a he's going to be one of the highest end players on the slate again. Um, so I mean, Pittman is is awesome leverage two weeks in a row. And you know, the funny part last week, and I, I was thinking hard about doing this instead of because the the thought was how like how do you gain leverage on Zach Moss if he doesn't get there? And the, the leverage play was going Derrick Henry and Michael Pittman last. Yeah. Week. Um. And I didn't do it. Uh, I played a lot of Michael Pittman, and I played uh, some some Derrick Henry. Just didn't play them together. I don't know why. Yeah. But my thought process was that, that would be the way to get leverage off of Zach Moss. But you you could have played those guys with Zach Moss too. Like Zach Moss was just a free square because of how cheap he was. Um, and like how with how popular he was, it was kind of irrelevant what he did. But like you said, like if he's not going to score twenty five, you know 
the Colts are still going to put up points in that spot. Right, but if you're trying to take if you were trying to take down a tournament, I mean, seven you you still raw points still matter and him scoring 7, you're probably not getting there. And it was such a weird week that like even Tyree Kill really wasn't optimal. Like you didn't need him because there was more than enough there was what three or four other wide receivers that scored right around the same range as he did. Uh and so yeah, I mean, you needed Debo. Yeah, I mean Debo, Michael Pittman, uh Nico Collins last yep. week, like all of those guys got there. And they were, they were all much cheaper than what was Tyree Kill. So you didn't even really need Tyree Kill either. So it was, it right, was just but, kind of a different slate. But the, all those guys were priced up. So, you know, you needed you needed a cheap running back to be able to fit those guys. So that's where the Zach Moss play, like even though he scored seven points, his salary saves you and allows you to get those high price wide receivers, which I think is going to be the play again this week, right? It's like the cheaper running back is going to allow you to get up to – the digs and the chase and the Pittman and those guys. Yeah. So, so, all right, let's go ahead and get out of here. Wrap this one up. I'll wrap week 14 up. I think it's, it's, it's an interesting slate for sure. I think trying to build and maybe it's just uh, really trying to create different variations of, of stacks of trying to get there. You know, whether it's, if you like the Josh Allen side, Patrick Mahomes side, or one of the other games is trying to get a little bit different instead of like, Really, I I don't think this is a really a week that you want to be spreading out your exposure to. If you're playing in a lot, if you're playing a lot of lineups, if you're playing one lineup, obviously it's a different conversation. But if you're like max entering the twenty max or you know MMing the twenty or something like that, um, I would I would probably still try to really limit my player pool on because I don't think this is a great week to be spreading it all out. Yeah, no, I agree. So, anyways, all right, let's get out of here. Week fourteen in the books. Let's put some money this week. We'll be back again, obviously, next Thursday for the week 15 slate of games. And do we start Saturday games next week? I think maybe we do. I think next week starts Saturday games. I think so. I do know this this week is a doubleheader on Monday. Well, not a doubleheader, but there's two games at the same time. Yeah, which is weird that they're both. It is weird. So yeah. Okay, so yes, the week 15 is the start of the Saturday. And there's three games on next Saturday. Uh, so that'll be a nice little mini slate to attack, but you'll have the Vikings and Bengals, Steelers and Colts, and then Broncos and Lions. I don't know if that's bad. I mean, it's not, I don't think that's terrible. I mean, Steelers, Steelers aren't great, but the, the Lions game, you know, that is in Detroit too. So that helps. Yeah, that does help. Um, and then the, you know, the Vikings and Bengals game, I mean, that's a noon game. So that's, that's not bad. I don't mind that. Yeah. I'll definitely be dabbling on that slate. For sure. But I, I think the, the two game Monday nights, that'll be interesting. It's, I wonder how ESPN, oh, I guess one's on ESPN, one's, one's on ABC. On what? Monday. It's uh, Bills and, not Bills. Um, oh, Titans and. Yeah, it's the Titans oh, it's game all- and the other, I don't remember what the other game is. Uh, it's because it's dog shit. It's a. Uh- <laughs> I mean, it's Packers and Giants. I mean, so. Yeah, that's right. Packers, Giants. The the best game on the entire weekend is Sunday the night. Sunday football. night game. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Bill, I think Bill's Chiefs will be pretty good, too. Yeah, it's just that the total there is uh, very, very nice for that game. So. Yeah, it's what, 53 and a half or something? Yeah. And I mean, I'll say, I mean, next weekend slate isn't terrible either. I mean, I obviously we don't need to get into it now. But... <laughs> yeah. We'll be here for another hour, but we do get bills. We, we do get bills Cowboys next week. So that should be fun. That'll too. be good. 
Okay. That, that'll be the one that everybody targets. Yep. I wish it was in Dallas and not in Buffalo. Yeah, it's in Buffalo. I do know that. Hopefully there's no weather issues that just wrecks that game. I, I could see that happening. But... Could see that happening as well. Yeah. So, anyways. All right. Let's get out of here before we spend another 30 minutes on the show. Uh, so, like I said, hope everybody has a good uh, week. Let's put some money. And we will see you next week for another breakdown of week 15. Have a good weekend. Thank you can tell money. Me what to do. Know who you're talking to? Well, you better get used to the way the ball bounces. I see what you got, inventions and ounces. But that's a break, boy. Yeah, that's a break, little man. Break it down. You're a big man. <laughs> treat you like you're a little man. Don't tell me what it's like to be half a man. It must break your heart to see what I am. What? That's a brace, boy. That's a brace, little man. Break it down. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.